Whoa, today I'm back at it with something special. Now, I had the pleasure, a wonderful opportunity to be at the grand opening of the Oracle Industries Innovation Lab. This is up near Chicago, uh, specifically, I think, in Deerfield. And uh, the opportunity to have hands-on experiences with the latest technology that's shaping how industries are operating today and then looking into uh, the future for tomorrow. And many of these experiences wouldn't have been possible without 5G. Yes, we've all seen and heard commercials about 5G for our personal phones, but there's much more to it than that. Think about the huge need inside of the industrial IoT space or functionality inside of smart factories, or think about utilities, energy and water, uh, communications, obviously. So all these industries are impacted in some way by 5G, albeit to many of us, we don't think about that. We take it for granted many times. Now, the possibilities with this are only limited to our imagination, but this doesn't mean that 5G will solve all the problems. Let's be real. But it does mean when proper, properly implemented, uh, 5G can unlock new capabilities for the enterprise that really wasn't quite there before. Now, many of the possibilities crossed multiple industries that were showcased at the um, at the industry lab there for Oracle will be a, a huge focus during the upcoming Cloud Wars Expo event happening June 28th to 30th at the Moscone Center in San Francisco, California. Now, Oracle will be there uh, and they'll be kicking off with a keynote on uh, day three of the event. And uh, I'll also be there leading tracks and sessions alongside of Bob Evans, who's the founder of Cloud Wars and other leaders from Oracle. So head over to cloudwarsexpo.com and find out more. And then just to dive into a lot of all these things and what Oracle's doing and their partnerships and 5G and so forth, um, I had the distinct pleasure to sit down with the one and only Sam Path, who's the Chief Revenue Officer of Verizon. Now we talked about the benefits of 5G, the impact across these multiple industries, and how 5G is playing into global sustainability goals. So Verizon, 5G, Oracle, industries, a lot to cover. So stay tuned. Hello, thank you so much for joining me in the conversation today. And I understand you like to go by Sampath, is that correct? Good morning. Yes, good morning. So thank you for uh, being, being with me on the show today. And it's a pleasure to be here actually at the we're on site at uh, Oracle's Great Innovation Lab. And uh, so I was wondering if you could just tell us about yourself a little bit and um, what your role is at Verizon. Yes, I'm the Chief Revenue Officer mm -hmm. and uh, I run our B2B businesses. Mm -hmm. Everything's from global enterprise to a public sector business to a mid-market business mm -hmm. and a wholesale business. Uh, two things we are really excited about here right now. Mm -hmm. The first is 5G. Uh, we right. have rolled out 5G. We were the first in the world to roll out 5G. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are very aggressive in our thoughts around what we think 5G can do for industry. Mm, yeah, because um, quite frankly, we often hear a lot about 5G and the impact. I mean, we've seen, I've seen the commercials for 5G from a personal aspect, but there's a lot of um, opportunity with 5G across the enterprise. And um, not only 5G, but also um, MEC, as it's called, multi-access edge computing that we're uh, seeing a lot about, but uh, I'm wondering how many companies are really um, seeing these top benefits that uh, I 
for me, I, I know there's a lot available and you're, you're well aware of the benefits that are there, but are companies really understanding what the top benefits could be? You know, but typically as these technologies evolve, 1G, 2G, 3G, and 4G, most of those were built for the consumer. Mm -hmm. And enterprise came along for the ride, you know, typically between 18 and three years behind consumer. Okay. 5G is very different. Mm. It's built for business, it's built for enterprise, and consumer is going to follow along with us. So very different thing. There are three very big use cases for us for 5G. Mm -hmm. The first is just mobility, you know, getting higher bandwidth and latency to the handset. Mm -hmm. uh, the many things you can do for the field worker that you know 5G can do very well. The second is fixed wireless access. Basically, broadband type speeds available wirelessly mm -hmm. in a small box, mostly for small businesses, but for large companies as well. Uh, I think we have 2 million addresses already lit up as of mm -hmm. this morning. Oh, and wow. we'll continue okay. to add more 2 million mm -hmm. business addresses. Oh, business, yeah. yeah. And we'll keep adding more uh, in that space. So that business is really doing well. We've had almost a 30x growth from January of last year to January of this year mm -hmm. in the fixed wireless access business, leveraging 5G. Mm -hmm. The last and the one that is most exciting is what we call our MEC, mm -hmm. mobile edge compute. Mm -hmm. When you bring the power of the 5G network, together with the power of the cloud mm -hmm. in a single pane of glass, you can control network policy, compute, security, storage, all in one place. Mm -hmm. uh, some pretty magical use cases. So three use cases and you know, we're just getting started. Well, I, I mean, uh, you mentioned that it's sort of that end-to-end -end, uh, scale that uh, 5G is, is really opening up and unlocking, if you will. And uh, I think one thing that's, that's uh, amazing here is that uh, you mentioned some of the uh, capabilities here and I'm seeing in, a lot of different uh, possibilities for different industries. And um, I mean, we're talking, you know, construction, utilities, telco, healthcare, manufacturing, you, you name it, uh, and there's endless possibilities. But I was wondering if there's uh, some exciting use cases that uh, you could um, share about uh, how 5G is unlocking these potential and these possibilities and these benefits. And then in conjunction with um, some of the exciting things we're going to be seeing here at the lab today. Yeah, mm -hmm. look, first is uh, 5G, private 5G mm -hmm. is really good for uh, locations like venues, warehouses, ports, mm -hmm. because you can light it up with 5G and then do just a lot of industrial use cases underneath that. Mm -hmm. For example, the Southampton port in UK, uh, one of the first ports we've lit it up with mm -hmm. a private network there. And what started off as a, I just need better reliable connectivity mm -hmm. has now gotten into, hey, when the cars roll off the port, they can immediately be updated with software as they roll off. So when they're in port, they get the latest software. Mm. Okay. So that's a use mm -hmm. case. Uh, second is when ships come on port, they dump a lot of data. It gets captured in a network and then you can use it to analyze mm -hmm. things. So just a lot of use cases that started off with some pretty basic connectivity mm -hmm. use cases, but now have grown up significantly. Uh, another one we see use cases around is in uh, public safety. Mm, so mm -hmm. when you have a, a first responder going into a, a, a scene, uh, you know, you want situational awareness of what's going on, what's going on around the space. Mm -hmm. And 5G has that ability to give a lot of data at very low latency. So that's mm -hmm. another use case. Uh, the last one I'll talk about is healthcare. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go in a hospital setting, one is something very practical. <laughs> You know, 30% of most hospital assets get, get lost during the life of their asset. Mm -hmm. People just walk away with it. I'm not sure why, but, you know, it does get lost. So mm -hmm. you go in a hospital environment, uh, transfer of data, security of assets, 
keeping patients and doctors connected. So those are three use cases. But what I know is we'll keep inventing, we'll keep creating, mm -hmm. we'll co-inventing co co use cases for a very long time to come. I like how you mentioned uh, those, like the cars coming off and immediately getting updated. Um, for example, that to me, that mm -hmm. uh, brings to mind something that's more proactive in what's happening. So instead of the car, you're waiting for the car to get to a certain spot, then you've updated, and then you can do the next part of the process or whatever's needed. It's it's more proactive as they're getting that data input to the car, exported from the car, obviously, to wherever it's needed. Um, so that un unlocks, again, uh, to what your point is, now you're seeing more and more growth or uh, use cases lighting up because they're seeing the potential here. And mm -hmm. uh, and uh, something that, uh, in addition to your work here with Oracle, um, is that uh, you've been actively involved in academia, government, and other, you know, innovation hub, 5G innovation hubs. Um, what early progress have you seen from that work in those involvement in those areas? Yeah, look, we're working very closely with Oracle in mm -hmm. their innovating lab. And one of the things we see in 5G is we can't go it alone. Mm -hmm. historically you know most technologies we tend to go alone we have a point of view we go and we enable others mm -hmm. uh, 5g because of the nature of the beast and the fact that most of the use cases are in b2b mm -hmm. we are working very very closely with partners we've built an ecosystem mm -hmm. of partners so we have a few labs we have five 5g labs around the, the country ourselves okay and each lab is dedicated to a vertical so mm -hmm. our lab in Atlanta with Emory University is focused on healthcare. Mm, okay. We have a lab in Washington, D.C. that's focused around first responders, government, defense. And so we have kind of, it's very use case centric. We do, do that. Second, we work with a lot of companies. I mean, here, Oracle, we're definitely working mm -hmm. with. We've done one of the world's first, uh, you know, at least in America, one of a private 5G network. Uh, available here in the lab mm -hmm. that most of their use cases are connected to whether it be a drone whether it be a robo right. whether it be manufacturing it's connected to a 5g network we work with the three hyperscaler cloud providers as well mm -hmm. so the point i'm making is the ecosystem is big you can come and use the verizon 5g network through any on-ramp mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to go through us you can go through any of our partners but you still get the best network on earth Right. And I, that's something I was, um, as I was digging into this whole partner ecosystem model, um, I've seen a shift over the past few years of that, you know, where customers felt like they had to go through a partner, but, and, but now that shift is that they're customer centric instead of being partner centric or company centric. And what that's unlocked is uh, that co-innovation that's going on, co-creativity that uh, we're seeing a lot of, whereas that there's that feedback loop that, Customers feel better connecting with partner, connecting with, say, Verizon or Oracle with, hey, here's something we can do better in our next iteration of this, that, or the other for our industry. And uh, so it's 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 amazing to see that not only for the enterprises, but for uh, companies of all different sizes that, that, too, that they're in these different places of their tech journey. Um, some are just exploring 5G, what, what, what's the possibilities? obviously with places like this, you know, uh, others are in the midst of deploying and they're figuring out, oh, I made me shift gears a bit here and, and think about uh, different things, but what do you, what would you recommend or what would you, should folks think about in that journey with 5G? It's not just dive head first, but there's gotta be some sort of thing that they need to consider as they're ramping up with 5G. Look, the first thing with 5G is work with a trusted partner. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, 5G is a very vast and complicated field. I think uh, picking a 
communication and network partners kind of step one. Mm -hmm. uh, we think Verizon is probably mm -hmm. the leader in that space. We were the first in the world to launch 5G. Mm -hmm. We are quite instrumental in writing the standards and what happens globally. So one, just pick the right partner. I think the second is you have to very quickly understand how 5G can change the workflows in your business. If all you're using 5G is for the throughput, it's interesting, mm -hmm. it's not that exciting. Right. The question is, what capabilities of 5G can you use to unlock in your workflow that changes your business? Most companies are going through a large digital transformation themselves. Mm -hmm. How can 5G help with that space? The third is you need an ecosystem to make it work. Mm -hmm. There's no one partner you can work with who can provide all the tools you have. So the, whether that's you know someone like the Oracle Cloud, Verizon Network, work with a large system integrator to bring in, work with an ISV to bring in software. It's how do you get that ecosystem working? And you have to be open. Mm -hmm. uh, the, un unfortunately or fortunately, this business, uh, there aren't that many control points. So companies have to be very willing to work across the aisle with each other to serve the customer at its end. And mm -hmm. customer needs to take advantage of the situation and bring in the right people who they think will serve their industry and their workflows. I like that you brought that because uh, uh, brought that up because uh, nowadays it's it's the hybrid cloud multi-cloud model that we're seeing and and um, that's where enterprises are going and like you said not any one cloud can be or solution can be the end-all be-all for everything so having that willingness and openness to, to partner with multiple uh, organizations and and the hyperscalers as needed um, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to shift gears a bit here we touched on industries here but uh, I was wondering if there's this certain industries like I typically look at and a lot of people say well hey that industry is kind of behind the eight ball you know they're slow to adopt things they're slow to ramp up with things but uh others you know are kind of out front you know you think they're kind of leading a bit but uh it, you know in my mind I guess it depends on the scenario within each industry of where they are in that journey but uh is there any one industry that you can think of that you feel is adopting 5g and kind of ahead of the curve on that I think manufacturing Hmm. And, you know, uh, I think this is the mother of invention. Uh, you see a fair amount of onshoring of manufacturing coming back, primarily driven by the COVID where just in time supply chains have not worked as well. Mm -hmm. So you can see a lot of manufacturing come back to at least the Americas as well as, uh, you know, some of the Western world as well to do that. And you're going to have to drive phenomenal amount of productivity to make the math work. Mm. You know, when you move manufacturing mm -hmm. from China to the U.S., you need a three, four X improvement productivity to you know keep up with the price point you need mm -hmm. and stay competitive. So you need a lot of robotics in the field. You need a lot of robotics. And we think 5G is a great way to control all the robotics in a factory floor mm -hmm. uh, and almost become an operating layer to bring robotics of different generation, different vendors, different manufacturers that you control on a common control plane. So I think manufacturing is probably one of the most exciting thing. Uh, we've got this up and running with Conning in the factory in Hickory, North Carolina. It's, okay. I would stick my neck out and say it's one of the world's most technologically advanced factories. Mm -hmm. They make really high precision fiber and a lot of it. And we've got uh, you know 5G there connected with a lot of the manufacturing capabilities. Mm -hmm. And there we're using it for quality control. Okay. And yeah. what's interesting is we have working very closely with Conning, at least another 20 use cases lined up right after that. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. For example, factory floor worker safety. If mm -hmm. someone falls in a in a in a factory, five G network can pick that up with the right sensors mm -hmm. and then you know alert the supervisor or other people. So there are just many use cases, quality control, 
you know, on, on the packaging line to understand what mm -hmm. products go and do you have the right weight coming mm -hmm. out of that? Uh, and then of course, uh, worker safety. Yeah, I like those points you mentioned around manufacturing and more and more I'm seeing these rise of these smart factories that are kind of popping up, you know, that are more location centric, meaning that they're, they can be smaller in scale to be these massive um, buildings and, and places where they can pop these up, easily drop in 5G to help with a lot of the uh, uh, smart aspects of the factory. But uh, like you said, it's it's more than just what's on the line and running. It, I like how you mentioned safety, um, awareness of what's going on, throughput, uh, quality control. So there's a lot of things that uh, 5G is helping with. And, uh, and, and then two, there's a lot of those um, a lot of data being run through. I mean, massive amounts of data. And I'm assuming 5G is obviously, like you said, with enterprise sort of first thinking there. Um, is there any issues with data uh, being, you know, latencies or anything like that that, that uh, customers should be aware of? Yeah, you, you said that question up really well. Mm -hmm. the, the core of 5G is just massive speed and very low latency. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of other attributes as well around device density. You can get up to a million devices in a square mile. Mm -hmm. um, you know, power consumption, reliability, turn up speed. So there are many capabilities mm -hmm. around that. But speed and latency are kind of the backbone or the primary mm -hmm. capabilities that we uh, tend to drive. And what you'll see around use cases is latency is probably an important one. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, uh, for example, autonomous cars, uh, latency mm -hmm. is very important because if the signal goes all the way back to a server farm in Virginia and comes back, you've probably killed the pedestrian. There. Exactly. So yeah. latency is super important. Mm -hmm. so you want things at the edge of the network, which is why the whole concept of private 5G or a private mech, which is in your premise, mm -hmm. or a, a public, which is at the edge of the network that still has low latency. But latency is the key currency in most of the use cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because even as you mentioned in the safety aspect of, of a manufacturing environment, how quickly somebody can respond to get to that person that's been injured or uh, maybe prevent an injury because uh, there's some machinery that can quickly turn off should they detect a hand or something that's from the body that's in the way. That no, I think that's a very yeah. important one. Another one is just quality control. Mm -hmm. So for example, in the conning factory, we have you know, these high-speed scanners that scan um, fiber for quality. And typically these pictures used to be taken and batch processed and they realize, oh, batch 17 has an error. Let's destroy the whole batch because it doesn't mm -hmm. meet our quality mm -hmm. standards. Now in real time, we can do this where it's scanning at the edge. There is a, a mech or a mobile edge computer mm -hmm. that does it. And it immediately stops the line. Someone cuts off that piece of the fiber and then plant is up and running. Mm -hmm. So you just save mm -hmm. a ton of cost in terms of reducing the wastage just in that one use case. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, I mean, too, with uh, all the disruptions we've seen over the past several months with supply chain issues, you want to preserve the quality of yeah. your your uh, your product as you're going through your raw materials and, and to get to that final product. Um, and uh, to kind of wrap up here a bit, uh, a big, huge focal point of many companies uh, around the world is sustainability. And um, some have set that the goal of the year 2030 and 2050, we've seen that. A lot of uh, places as they're sort of their goalposts of what they're going towards, but uh, it would seem that 5G is going to play a huge part in this uh, going forward in these sustainability efforts. How do you see that shaping up with 5G and uh, these sustainability goals? Yeah, Look, we as Verizon we are committed to you know our sustainability goals ourselves. 
we've set certain standards internally within Verizon, mm -hmm. you know, and we want to set the standards for telcos more broadly around the world. So that's mm -hmm. one. The big use case is one, you know, 5G data, our energy consumption is pretty reduced mm -hmm. across the whole stack. You know, we build the architecture in such a way that we reduce energy consumption. But I think that's just the tip of the capabilities that uh, 5G can enable for ESG. The bigger piece is you can use 5G to change your workflows. You can mm -hmm. use 5G to change your workflows. And in that process, you can take out a lot of emissions along the way. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. think of 5G as an enabler, just as our digital is an enabler for right. productivity. 5G is an enabler for digital so that you can take out emissions along the workflow and the processes. Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing examples of that in the uh, AI uh, realm. I had an interview with somebody not too long ago about uh, AI uh, optimizing AI. It's taking, you know, bloated AI uh, models and, and compacting those, making them more efficient mm -hmm. so that the outcome is reduced um, emissions, less energy consumption and so forth from uh, a lot of the resources. And it's, it seems like 5G is enabling that as well. Yeah, and give you a good, a simple example. Mm -hmm. You know, let's say we have, we're a large telco. Mm -hmm. We have a issue of rare, but the license you know, sometimes it <laughs> happen. Right. Let's say an issue with someone's home broadband. Right. Typically we would dispatch a truck. To dispatch a truck, a technician who drive X miles, go and do the work. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, with 5G, uh, we have 5G in a lot of more, almost half our handsets, and you can use AR to troubleshoot that issue on your own, mm. or mm. for someone sitting in a call center or a service center somewhere else, reducing a truck roll mm -hmm. and what impact that has on emissions. That's just one example. Mm -hmm. We have hundreds of examples like that where 5G can enable lower emissions along the chain. Yeah, I really like that example because one thing I like to surface is the practical real world. Uh, in the midst of this technology, we hear a lot of buzzwords. We hear a lot of things thrown around, and they yeah, they catch headlines. They you know they catch people's attention. But a lot of what you brought up today, which I really appreciate, is those practical outcomes that have really impacted not only our personal lives in many ways, but these different organizations, different industries, and so forth. But uh, I appreciate the conversation today, and thank you so much for sharing you know Verizon's insights around five G and the passion you have around this and. Uh, Look forward to hopefully having another discussion in the future. No, thank you. Look, yeah. we are, it's very obvious. We are excited about 5G, yes. mm -hmm. but we think it's the foundation of the fourth industrial revolution. Mm -hmm. It's what steam power did. It's what electricity did. We think 5G has the ability to do that just broadly across industry. So there's no better time in history to be than now. Yes. And uh, it seems like you jumped out in front. Uh, getting 5G established with a lot of great organizations around the world. So, Sampad, thank you so much for the conversation today. Much appreciated. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs>